When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brick Lane One Love Pale Ale, brewed by the award-winning team at Brick Lane Brewing. Drink responsibly. Access to the best in construction industry training? Call Master Builders Victoria today. Afternoons on SEN. Yeah, not too bad. My, my hip's a little bit grumbly today, to be honest, so I don't think I'm going to do a great deal today. Um, hopefully have a good hit tomorrow at our main session against our bowlers and, and see what happens the day after that. But, um, nah, all will be fine and uh, nah, excited to, to get into it. Is there any concern about your hip or it's just... Nah, it'll be fine. Just a little grumbly, but um, good sleep. I'll be fine. From the one days or from the flight over or just... Uh, <laughs> no, me being just silly, to be honest. Um, I've got this little device called a sew right and I was hitting myself in the, the sewers trying to loosen that up and I got a little bit low and hit a little nerve or something. So, <laughs> me just being me. Um, so, nah, it'll be fine. Me just being me. Stephen Smith explaining how he's just giving me some, what's he described? He, he's uh, just gave me some discomfort yes. in the hip a couple of days ago from whacking himself in it with a, with a device to, that's meant to get rid of Nichols, Barat. But um, I think he'll be fine. It sounds like he'll be all good. Yeah, me being me could be the title of one of his many books, I think, <laughs> moving forward. That's such a Steve Smith thing uh, to do, such a Steve Smith thing to say. Uh, we're on the Colo and Baz Test Match Hype Party, all thanks to the Master Builders Association of Victoria. Get expert OHS support, become a Master Builders Victoria member today, the third hour thereof, and it will be focusing mainly on the Australian team, although I am loving the texts that are coming in uh, on the temper text line, 043-98-1116, about your favourite West Indies memories. We'll come back to those later in the hour. A little bit more talk back to, and we'll finish with the Bazalenko Super Quiz, but for the moment... We have two men ready, two of the best cricket writers in Australia. Dan Bredig from The Age and Ben Horn from the News Corp Papers. Uh, good morning to you both. You're watching uh, the Australian team train at the Wacker. We'll start with you, Dan. That must be nice being across the bridge there at the Wacker, watching them go through their paces where, of course, they don't play test cricket anymore. Well, strangely enough, guys, I'm actually not at the Wacker just yet because I was just at Fraser Suites talking to um, the Windies coach, Phil Simmons. Um, oh, that, that explains uh, plenty. We, 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 have been, we have been ditched you by Phil Simmons. Blame. We, we didn't get him in the second <laughs> hour. They said, he'll be ready soon, he'll be ready soon. It was you. You're the reason we missed out on our interview. What, well, at least give us some insight. What do they have to say? <laughs> well, um, Phil is a, uh, is a terrific, personable guy and has a... Has a um, uh, a, a lot of um, you know very good views on 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 how to how to play and how to how to coach the game. But uh, you know one of the things I was talking to him about was um, the, the great summer of 1992-93 and his uh, legendary long uh, long sweaters. You guys might remember. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, especially when he used to like just amble in and bonus medium pace, right, Dan? Yeah, 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 and just get the ball to do all sorts of things off the seam and. Uh, you know, he's like, uh, that summer I got to take the new, the new ball ahead of Ambrose. Of course, that was a summer where you made a test ton as well at the MCG when it was all going well until Shane, Shane Warne rocked up to take seven for 42, I think it was, and, and changed the course of the history between these two nations. And at the moment, uh, Ben Horn will get you to jump on at this juncture as well. Uh, there, there is a, a lot of hype 
uh, swirling around the series for probably the wrong reasons. Uh, Justin Langer, we're in his hometown. He was, uh, he was vocal last week about uh, the falling out with the Australian team, although he's since walked that back. Um, it, it's going to be a big part of our conversation all week in Perth, isn't it? Do you read us, Ben? <laughs> Maybe not. So, Dan, I'll throw that to you instead. Just the very fact that in Perth right at the moment, uh, everywhere you look, it seems to be a conversation around Justin Langer. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I suppose to some degree it was, it was always going to, um, to happen this way when you, when you combine um, Perth's first test match since late 2019 with the fact that uh, the state's favourite son... Uh, found himself no longer coaching the Australian men's team earlier this year. Uh, so, and also, obviously, the third factor is that uh, he will be around and he'll be very much in the centre of things, commentating on Channel Seven. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's certainly one of those uh, one of those things where um, uh, it's not necessarily a new issue and it's not a new story, but it's still a very compelling one. And um, Justin, for, for for better or worse, is. Uh, yeah, he's a compelling character that a lot of people have a have an interest in um, in his uh, in his continuing uh, adventures, shall we say? So um, yeah, it's uh, I, I think um, uh, yeah, uh, Justin Langer and the and the Perth Test match this week um, we're always going to have to go hand in hand, I think. And we have Ben Horn now with us from the News Corp papers. Ben, uh, that reporting's included uh, suggestions that uh, Justin Langer is going to be sitting down with Nick Hockley, who's the chief executive of Cricket Australia, who effectively gave me his marching orders earlier this year. Uh, your thoughts on that development? Feels like we aren't connected to Benny, unfortunately. So, Dan, once again, you're getting the handball here from me. Uh, the, the report, I think it was in your paper this morning that... Uh, there will be a conversation this week held between Nick Hockley and Justin Langer. I'd love to be on the fly, a fly on the wall for that one. Well, I think um, uh, it's one it's one of those things where getting um, uh, the whole like uh, how how to put it the cricket caravan together the cricket caravan that includes the you know the, the touring media the broadcasters the administrators the players the coaching staff um, the support staff um, all in the all in the one place and all in Perth um, a lot a lot of people visiting for the first time. Uh, for an international match, um, and so yeah, that does afford the opportunity for, for for meetings to be held and coffees to be had and, and and conversations to be had in person rather than over the phone. So you know, I, I think that's that's probably the spirit in which a lot of these things are um, uh, are, are happening. And um, yeah, and equally uh, with Justin having such a big media footprint, whether it be Channel Seven or you know his columns for the West Australian. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm sure there's there's plenty of uh, plenty of conversations going on behind the public ones. Uh, just coming to the cricket itself, Dan. Um, uh, we I heard clips of Steve Smith talking about his bizarre injury, uh, but just a change in technique. I mean, you've written about it. We noticed it during the one days as well. Uh, it is a big, pretty important summer for Steve Smith, right? He's not had that big season where he scored a lot of runs and made big hundreds for a while now. Yeah, well, he, he's. I think one of the challenges he's had since uh, the 2019 Ashes in England, where obviously he did so so well, was trying to kind of get back ahead of the bowlers, not necessarily in a sense of how they get him out, how they stop him scoring. And to to make the technical adjustments that he has made, to not move across the crease so far, to kind of, you know, attempt to open up the offside a little bit more for him. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's in service of the fact that 
particularly in test cricket, you know, yes, you need to bat for a period of time, but um, most of the best batters in the world see their chances of batting for a long period of time better if they have access to score in lots of parts of the ground. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a case where he's hoping, he, by making this move, he's getting back ahead of the bowlers in the same way that he was when he was at his absolute best. He's talked quite a bit about how he feels like the summer of 2014-15, where he got oodles of runs against India in a test series in Australia and then had a great World Cup. As When he remembers, he was batting at, at his best. And one of the, the, the um, feelings about Steve Smith in that period, for anyone watching him, and I think the confidence that he had in himself was, yeah, he felt like he was uh, he was ahead of the game. No one knew how to how to get him out, and no one knew how to stop him scoring. And that's what he's trying to find again. We're talking to Daniel Bredig from the Age newspaper here in Perth to cover the first test that starts on Wednesday. Yeah, that Steve Smith press conference yesterday, which uh, uh, you were covering, he, he seemed very chilled out and very happy mm. with the way of the world right now. I don't sense it's always been that way over the last couple of summers, Dan, where he seems to have been more and more frustrated by not having the quite the same returns as he had in 2019 in England, but. It feels like these technical changes that he's made, we've seen them pay off in the one-day series. And, I mean, you can you can get the vibe of a player sometimes, can't you? It feels like he is perfectly positioned for a monster test summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, the, the, he clearly now has a bit of confidence that he's ahead of the game again. And um, and that's a, that's a huge thing for him. I, I know that um, he was kind of trying to seek solace the last couple of years in the fact that he was still soaking for a lot of balls. He was making it easier for other batters. He was certainly making it, making it easier for someone like Arnas Labuschagne to score a lot of runs in test matches in Australia. Um, but equally, I think, um, you know, bowling sides against Steve Smith in Australia the last couple of years, they've been pretty happy with how things have gone. You know, they, they, um, they, they, they um, weren't getting hurt by him on the scoreboard um, and they were also kind of, uh, yeah, that... By you know, by cutting his scoring down and the speed of his scoring down, they were putting greater pressure on on other batters, and that's um, that's worked out in a um, in a few cases. And, and particularly if you remember that um, you know the way that India were able to beat Australia in 2020 21, I think that had a lot to do with the fact that um, yeah, they they got ahead of both Steve and Manus um, for really critical periods of that series. Uh, you're a cricket tragic at heart, Dan. West Indies, Australia memories for you growing up before you became a journalist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, the um, probably my most vivid memory is uh, when um, uh, the, the great summer of 1992-93 was, was being played and the Adelaide Test match was on around the January 26th weekend. Um, uh, my family were at a holiday house in Port Elliot, which is down, um, uh, down, from, uh, down from Adelaide near Victor Harbour. And we were watching the last day on, on TV. I was watching it with my dad. As Tim May and Craig McDermott getting closer and closer, it was the classic, like, youthful uh, optimism versus mm. uh, experience and pessimism. I kept saying to my dad, they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And I kept saying, no, 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 the, 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 uh, <laughs> the wicket will fall. And, um, and it was so close, wasn't it? It came down to one run. And, um, yeah, that, that summer... And um, and a lot of memories of, of those games, not just that Test match, but the whole summer. I think that was that was a big part of why um, why cricket became um, well a, clearly a big thing in my life and career as it is today. 
you can be sure, Dan, that summer and that test match specifically is going to feature prominently on the Basilenko Super Quiz as we get later towards today. I don't want you to call up, though, yes, Dan. Yes, please. I, I think you'll get all the questions <laughs> right, but people will be able to do so on one 736 736 Thanks for jumping on to have a chat uh, today, this morning, on the Colo and Baz Test Match Hype Party, and we'll see you at the cricket in a couple of days. Too easy, guys. Thank you. All right, another quick break on our show today. When we return, it will be Ben Horn from News Corp.